Welcome to Gradcast. Gradcast. For grads, by grads, with grads. The tips, the tricks, the jargon translated, the acronyms explained, the awkward questions and the revealing answers. All bundled up in a podcast. You definitely don't have to move to Canberra for the APS grad program. Sometimes my husband and I have to catch ourselves when we're talking about the Eel 2 or the Band 1 with my family from interstate who just have no idea what we're talking about. One thing I've always said to grads under my charge is play the grad card. Gradcast, brought to you by the Commonwealth Superannuation Corporation, CSC. Hi there and welcome to Gradcast. I'm Cal Merving. This is the second season of Grandcast, so we thought we'd get it underway with a quick overview of what we do and how we do it. This is a podcast for grants and those who are thinking about becoming grads. When we started our first season, I was starting a grad program. Now I'm in a full-time position as CSC. Something which I found in my experience as a grad, and this is something which was echoed by many of the guests on our program, is that grad programs really do allow you to experience things you would never have expected uh, and probably maybe never would have got to do outside of a grad program. Uh, For me, at uni, I studied IR and language, uh, but in my grad program, I got to do rotations in marketing, in risk, and employer relations. Uh, And so the grad program provided me with a really wide breadth of experience, but also helped me find an area which I was really passionate about working in. And that's the area where I am now, the marketing team at CSC. So if you're a grand who's just started their program, who's listening in, uh, you have an incredibly exciting year ahead of you. Grandcast is much more than a list of do's and don'ts. It's more an opportunity to send out what the Australian Public Service is and how you can make the most of it. Now, sharing info about the APS and what it does is nothing new. Back in 1957, cinema goers around Australia were shown Project Public Service. Do you think Bob will finish that project in time, John? Well, he'll have to work. I suppose that means we'll all have to. What about you, Helen? Can you tell us something about the Commonwealth Public Service? Why me? Well, you're the expert on the Commonwealth Public Service. After all, you're in it. I can tell you my department, Civil Aviation. And who's your boss? Well, the chief public servant in my department is the Director General. But every department has a Member of Parliament at the top. The Minister, he's called. Ours is the Minister for Civil Aviation. Well, there's something more, Bob. Yes, but next week... Oh, oh, next week it'd be too late. I've got to be finished by Wednesday. You can check out Project Public Service in all its glory on the National Film and Sound Archive's YouTube channel. Grandcast's approach is a bit different. Actually, it's very different. It asks the fundamental questions, and the tricky ones too. We want to hear from the source, the recent grants, the grads themselves, and those higher up. Kate Boxall is the deputy head of the APS Academy, run by the APSC, the Australian Public Service Commission. By the way, Grandcast is also the place to go for acronym deciphering in the APS. Kate told us about what's ahead for each and every grad. 
there's so many opportunities in the public service and that's what's amazing about it. It's, you know, because it's purpose-driven work, um, I think they can do almost anything. Anything from, they want. Yeah, yeah, so in terms of the the um, the speciality, I think they'll all come with, they've been at university, they'll come with a speciality. So I'm looking at on top of that. So what are the skills that you can wrap around that that will help you develop as a, you know, as a great, uh, you know, contributor, employee, leader. Mm. And so for me, I think there's two things more than, there's probably many, many more, but there's two things that are really critical. I, I look for learning agility. And so it's, okay. that's, you know, crazy um, HR technology word, but what it's really looking for is that you you know what to do when you don't know what to do. So you're coming into a foreign setting, you haven't, yeah. you haven't done this before. So how do you, how do you thrive in that environment? And you do that by learning, connecting with people, engaging, being really curious and open and trying to navigate and understand the context you're in. So that's a learning agility sense that I think is just so critical and you, and that curiosity, is, it, it, that sets you up for success. And if you continue to build it, consciously build it, throughout your career, I think that um, makes a massive difference. And the other one, which is really related, is around um, emotional intelligence. And we've all heard it, but, um, you know, there's McKinsey reports that say, you know, it's 80, emotional intelligence accounts for about 85 to 90% of your success in a role. And so this is, again, around so much of what we do in the APS is working with and through people. And it's with citizens, it's with colleagues, it's across departments. Mm-hmm. So being able to navigate that and take your technical skills into a diverse setting and work really well with other people. People, the raw material of the APS. And one thing Grandcast has discovered already is that getting along, working together and being open to suggestion and challenge, the so-called soft skills, are crucial to being a successful grad. Collaboration is really important and it can sometimes feel really hard to collaborate. Sometimes it can feel like you're putting yourself at risk or you're putting yourself out there or you're risking what you're doing being derailed. But I can honestly say that um, great things only happen when you collaborate and it's everything we do in the public service is so interconnected. So that's a skill and a mindset. And I think finally for me is um, empathy. So we're all here to serve the public, right? So for for new grads out there, take every chance you can to actually understand the needs and and what's happening to the people that you're serving. So get out there and talk to to people, get out there and talk Mm. to the community, do the research, whatever you need to do. Vanessa Rorty there. She's the Assistant Commissioner digital profession at the APSC. Grandcast is here to help you through the challenges of rotations and all the other grad stuff, plus offering useful advice about what comes next. As Vanessa told us, you never know what that might be. So I worked on a technology grants program and part of my job was to go check in with the grant recipients and see how they were going. So um, one particular visit uh, was with a grant recipient up in Queensland and they were launching their new service that they'd been funded to help build and they were launching it at the Ipswich Raceway. And part of the deal was that they had to like put government branding on, on their, um, you know, their launches and their products. So I was the token federal government representative, so I got to stand with the mayor and, and do some speeches <laughs> and things like this. That's my fir- first year in the public service, I should say. 
And um, the highlight was when I got taken on a high-speed lap around the Ipswich oh. Raceway oh, wow. <laughs> in the government-branded <laughs> racing ute. It was uh, very memorable. Oh, yeah. my God. That I'm sorry, but that is not an experience you get to hear every day. Yeah, yeah. That is health and safety. I think it's a great example of the fabulous range the of opportunities oh, yes. in the ABS. That story never gets old. Grandcast doesn't just talk to those way up the hierarchy. We also chat with recent grads who can offer the lived experience of the last year or two of being a grad. People like David Randall. Most government departments are bigger than you first realise. How much work goes on between different sections and between different branches and you get an understanding of the, the overall structure of the department and how you, the role your team plays in your section, the role your section plays in your department. Um, I, I found really interesting when people went in the graduate program that I did last year, not all of the graduates realised just how many options we had of different places that we could work in, different teams that we could try to engage to work on interesting projects. I think when you look at uh, job openings across government, across most things, not just in government, you kind of say, oh, I'm going to be working on this. But there's a lot of opportunity to, to move around, which you wouldn't necessarily see just by looking at job openings. Grandcast also talks to people slap bang in the middle of their grad year. Victoria Viri was one of those in 2022. She was a grad at the ATO, the Australian Taxation Office. We asked her the biggest APS question of them all. Do you have to come to Canberra? You definitely don't have to move to Canberra for the um, APS grad program. They are offered in every state. However, some advice we were given, eventually some point in your career, you might have to make a decision to go up if you do want to move to Canberra, because that is the primary base of the public service. But for the first few years, unless you're aggressively climbing that hierarchy, I think it's good just to learn what the public sector is like get comfortable in your um, department and you can stay home with your support system. But moving to Canberra, there are a few people who had to do it, especially because sometimes you can put your preferences in where you would like to be for your graduate program, but it's not necessarily the grad program you'll be allocated to. So you might not have a choice, but you can stay in your home state. And David Randall added this from his own experience. Whether you have an option depends on the department you're going into. I think the policy varies pretty widely. I think everyone that was involved in my program moved to Canberra. Um, I'm pretty sure Home Affairs is somewhat strict on you need to be in Canberra. Um, I can't speak for the entire organisation. It's huge. But, yeah, I think I think it's a question you need to ask during the, the interview process, ask about their flexibility and, and their work-from-home options and all that kind of thing. Wherever you land in the APS, there are certain givens. As Megan Aponte Payne from the PMNC, as Prime Minister and Cabinet, told us. One of them is hierarchies and those TLAs, the three-letter acronyms, and the impact they have on your life. Sometimes my husband and I have to catch ourselves when we're talking about the eel two or the band one with, for example, my family from interstate who just have no idea what we're talking about. Then there's the more serious stuff. One of the things that we have to be very aware of in the public service is we are spending taxpayers' money And so we do need to be very accountable and accountable to the public, often in public ways such as Senate estimates. Um, And so there is a real responsibility there to make sure that we are uh, getting value for money and making sure that decisions are made in a merit-based way. We have to have very good record keeping. 
I think, look, it does make for methodical decision-making, but at the same time it does slow our processes down and I think it probably feeds into the public sector maybe being a bit slow to react or to make changes at times. And there are times when you realise that the APS can be a very serious place to be part of for a grad. Victoria Viri again. Security clearances are interesting. They are definitely differing between organisations. For example, I only needed a pre-engagement check and I think the majority of us will need a pre-engagement check unless probably for home affairs. But it also depends on the, the technical stream you're going into and what information you're going to be around. They will ask you, so we've had some grads who first day on the job, they got told they had to apply for baseline clearance. So it really depends. It's hard to know. I think go in with the knowledge that you have to pass pre-engagement and then they will tell you during your interview or they'll tell you when they offer, hey, just letting you know this opportunity is available. However, you don't have the job until you pass this level of security clearance. What you bring as a grad to the workplace is much more than your technical skills and your level of security clearance. You bring you. David Randall, a cycling fanatic as well as a spatial analyst at the Department of Home Affairs, says one of the big conversations he encountered was how what you do outside of the workplace can help you as a grad and as a human. Um, I had a couple of chats with some friends and fellow graduates about this actually um, over the last year and a half just because it's a, a common topic at the moment. You see on social media all the stuff about like grind set and, and doing side hustles and all this kind of stuff and uh, it actually drives me nuts actually. I'm, I'm absolutely not judging anyone that does it but me, I, I, like you're allowed to have free time and you're allowed to enjoy your free time and not every hobby you have needs to be a commodity. Not everything you do has to be like transactional. I'm doing this hobby so that I can look good for this reason on my resume. You just do things because you enjoy them. But in terms of uh, what do I put on my resume, um, what kind of things should I get into to demonstrate skills that I have, it's all about if you're going to put something in your CV, in your resume or in a, in a about me section, it can either be, in my perspective, um, it can be for one or two reasons. One is to show personality, your interests, what kind of person you are. Um, and the second can be to communicate skills and 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 things that you've practiced or picked up or worked on through doing a particular um, extracurricular activity. For example, my cycling. It, it, cycling is all about perseverance and commitment and hard work. And being in a cycling team, you're going to have very very different personalities depending on the skill set of the cyclist. It's a it's actually an interesting sport. Um, like that and you have to be really effective communication and teamwork to do well as a cycling team. David Randall, getting the balance right when it comes to applying your passions to your job and vice versa. As I've already mentioned, one of the things Grandcast does is cut through the crap when it comes to what being a grad is and what comes next. Craig Smith addressed that next issue with us. Craig is Assistant Director of Career Pathways at the APSC, and he knows a thing or two about how a grad should prepare for next steps, aka getting a job. One thing I've always said to grads under my charge is play the grad card. The access that you get to senior leadership, experiences, 
just the opportunity to sit at the back of a room in in a meeting is is quite unique and this can same can be said for all of our supported pathways it is unique to what the general APS population gets access to so make the most of your graduate or supported pathway year so what do I encourage graduates and any individual moving off any of our supported pathways is to embrace a culture of flexibility adaptability and mobility in particular those three attributes uh, are most definitely what government and the senior leadership of the APS is expecting of their workforce moving forward. So, look, your career can look any any way of a thousand different ways. There's so many opportunities in the APS. The, the opportunities with some of the bigger agencies to link with industry, some really exciting initiatives that are going on across the country. The APS is linked to the vast majority of it in one way, shape or form. So... I just recommend to graduates, be open-minded. Yeah. Your, your graduate role and your graduate employer, that's the start of your journey. So if you embrace those attributes, and particularly mobility, the, the opportunities will be endless. Craig Smith's words echo those of Kate Boxall, which we heard at the beginning of the episode. There's so many opportunities in the public service and that's what's amazing about it. The words public service and amazing in the same sentence. Who would have thought? And that's just a taste of what Gradcast brings. Be part of the Gradcast experience in 2023. Maybe you have something to tell our audience or a bright idea or a question. We'd love to hear from you. Whether you're a grad, a wannabe grad, or were once a grad, send us your comments, suggestions, and ideas for topics. You can find us and follow us on social media at Gradcast on Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. Yes, we're now on TikTok. We'll be posting some fun content there regularly. So make sure to check that out. I'm Callum Irving. Grandcast will be back in your podcast feed very soon. Grandcast is produced by Content Group on Ngunnawal land in Canberra and is supported by the Commonwealth Superannuation Corporation, CSC. Check us out online and we'll be back soon wherever you get your podcasts.